Welcome back to BeYoungMinistry.com, to another blog and to another podcast. I'd like to welcome those who access the podcast through Apple Podcasts, Rumble, Spotify, and YouTube. Today we continue our study of the book of Genesis. We're in chapter 3, verses 11 through 13, which reads, And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded that you should not eat? Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. That's Genesis chapter 3, verses 11 through 13. Today we return to our study of Genesis chapter 3 where we have heard the voice of deception in verses 1 through 6. And we are in the midst of hearing the voice of God's love in verses 7 through 13. And we will hear the voice of judgment in verses 14 through 19. And finally, we'll hear the voice of grace in verses 20 through 24. As a result of Eve parlaying with the devil, sin has been introduced to all mankind. This sin not only has destroyed man's relationship with God, but it even has marred the relationship between the man and his wife. And even though it was Eve who sinned first, God held Adam responsible for the fall of man. In verse 11 of today's passage, we read, And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? In this one verse, God responded to Adam's deception, previously mentioned, with two more questions. God could have destroyed sinful Adam and Eve immediately for listening to and heeding the voice of deception but he came seeking them out. This was evidence of God's extended grace to Adam and his wife. It was also a a sign of God's grace that the couple could still hear and respond to God's voice, even though sin had polluted their hearts. God's first question to Adam was a strange question, because nakedness is not a condition that we need to be made aware of. The question behind this question was, why are you ashamed of your nakedness? This question was meant to show Adam that no one had to point out his shame because his guilt is what caused his shame. Our feelings of shame are actually God's way, through the means of our conscience, of speaking to us about our guilt. This is a gift from God that makes us ready for his grace because without guilt, we'd never see our need for the grace of God. There was no commentary from God after he asked Adam the first question. He immediately followed it with a second question and with it, God got right to the real issue. And through this question, God was urging confession not condemnation. 
With those back-to-back -back questions, God was trying to show Adam that his shame was due to his sin, that his nakedness was a result of rebelling against God himself. God desired to see Adam own his own guilt, and God was graciously inviting Adam to give an honest assessment of what had happened. The amazing thing was that God knew the answer to his questions before asking Adam. He didn't need for Adam to make confession. Adam needed to make confession if he were to continue to enjoy fellowship with God. Confession is sinful people's flimsy attempt to throw ourselves upon the grace of God. And God's grace is only accessed by those who sincerely make their confession. Our confession is ironically a proclamation of our trust in God's goodness. Confession is admitting that what we did was bad and acknowledging that God's grace is greater than our sin. In verse 12 of today's passage, we read, Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I ate. With this answer, Adam appeared to be very logical. He rationalized, The woman you gave me gave me the fruit. You gave me the woman. She gave me the fruit. You gave me the woman. It's the woman whom you gave to me. It's her fault. You're the one that said it's not good that I should be alone. And look what happened. Adam's response was logical, but it was not theological. To fall at Adam, it made sense, but it wasn't the truth. The truth was, Adam knowingly sinned. Eve was deceived, and he would take the blame ultimately because of it. Adam was guilty of not only violently rebelling against God, he also was guilty of blame-shifting. It is self-consciousness which is the basic, fundamental wrongness about human sinfulness. This is what produces guilt. Our awareness of self makes us ashamed, embarrassed, and guilty. Then, in order to evade this sense of guilt, we do what Adam did. We blame others. But behind both excuses is the unspoken suggestion very clear in this account, that it is really God's fault. Adam believed that if God had never given him the woman, he never would have fallen into sin. In verse 13 of today's passage, we read, And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Ultimately, the pointed finger of Adam and Eve ended up pointed at God. This is what depravity does to us. It robs us of honesty. Sin leads us to believe that we are all simply helpless victims of circumstance. This is what lies behind our urge to blame each other and to try to pin the blame for our actions upon God. Our natural proclivity is to blame others when things go wrong in our lives. 
Adam tried to evade responsibility for his autonomous sinful actions by shifting blame to the woman and then to God. Eve followed suit. But God is not responsible for what Adam and Eve did. Many speculate why God would allow the serpent to do what he did. This narrative doesn't address that question, but it does state clearly that man, not God, was responsible for what happened in the garden that day. We are either confessing or hiding our sins. Keeping silent about our sin zaps us of our spirituality. Confessing our sin refreshes and recharges us in the Lord. Walking in the light leads us to light. Hiding in the darkness leads us to despair and death. The forgiveness of God is always free, although it costs the Lord Jesus his life. And this does not mean that confession is always easy. Sometimes it's very hard, incredibly hard. It is painful to admit our sins and entrust ourselves to God and to his care. We don't know what would have happened if Adam had come clean and confessed his sin. But what we do know for certain is that the God of the Bible is faithful to forgive and to cleanse those who are honest with him. My friends, I trust this blog and this podcast are helping you in your walk with the Lord. If I can be of further assistance to you, shoot me an email at beyoungministry at gmail.com. Hey, have a great day.